The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, but others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be, uh, will be loosed in heaven. Then Jesus sternly ordered the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Christ. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Awe and wonder reflect a healthy Christian soul. Again, awe and wonder reflect a healthy Christian soul. Here's the story of a nun who was later beatified who shared this Pauline appreciation for the wonderful works of God. She lived in the 18, late 1800s and spent the last years of her life in a convent in New York. When she was already an elderly nun, the first electric light bulb was installed in the common room of the convent. And this was a big event for the nuns, really big event. All the sisters gathered in the room just after sundown to watch the single light bulb be turned on. Two younger sisters walked on either side of the saint, helping her along. Finally, everyone was in place, and a brief explanation of the electrical circuit was given then the switch was turned on. The light bulb flickered and glowed and then brightened, filling the whole room with a warm yellow radiance. All the sisters were delighted and impressed by this show of technological prowess. And they began chattering to each other at once. Finally, one of the young sisters looked at the saint who was gazing and fixed on that light bulb. 
with a knowing smile on her face. Then they asked her what she thought. And without taking her eyes off of that light bulb, she said, Oh, the power and wonder of our God. Oh, the power and the wonder of our God. And isn't that true? Aren't all the achievements of modern science and technology dependent on truly awe-inspired order and variety of God's creation? Didn't his command in the book of Genesis, where God said to fill the earth and subdue it, include the task of discovering and developing the hidden potential with which creation was filled. This saintly nun was able to delight in the wisdom and the power of God by admiring something as simple as a light bulb. Hers was a healthy Christian soul. That's what we need. Amen? Now, we all remember the famous gospel passage where Jesus says, unless you turn and become like children, you shall not enter the kingdom of God. What Jesus means by this is obvious, that salvation involves a return to a state of what could be described as moral innocence, like, a ch like children. Yet, are children as innocent as their reputation makes them? Do not infants show signs of extreme selfishness and self-centeredness from the very beginning? Do not toddlers give their parents constant headaches with their rebellious antics? And do not kindergartners need to be disciplined so that they stop lying and tormenting their brothers and sisters? Amen? Yeah, I know you know that. Now, baby Jesus was referring to a different kind of innocence when he made that statement. Maybe he was referring to the innocence of wonder. For healthy children, the world is a wonderful place. Seashells and starlight are magically mysterious. Grasshoppers and great mountains inspire fascination and excitement. And isn't that the way that it should be? Isn't that the way Adam and Eve would have seen the world before original sin? As an inspiring collection of magnificent treasures given to them by God, the creator of the world. 
That's what creation is. It is a fabulous, magnificent gift from an all-powerful God who is not an angry tyrant or dictator, rather a loving and wise father. Amen? Now, an attitude of wonder and awe in the face of God's gifts is something shared by all the saints. And it applies not only to natural gifts, yet even more to the supernatural gifts of salvation and redemption. That is why St. Paul, spending three chapters of his letter to the Romans, analyzing and explaining the complex twists and turns of salvation history. He breaks out into a hymn of wonder and awe when he says, Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. What we find here is the cry of a childlike, grace-filled, healthy Christian heart. So how does this speak to us? How do we take all of this and apply it into our lives? When was the last time we found ourselves echoing St. Paul's cry within our own heart, beginning with being filled with wonder and awe at the thought of God's goodness, wisdom, and power. Maybe it was re recently, while you were ironing the laundry, or cutting the grass, or glimpsing at a sunset, or relieved that the storm was over. You found your soul rising in praise to the giver of all good gifts. And if this was happening, that is a very good sign. And if that same sense of gratitude and awe was stirred up in your heart by hearing the conversion of a sinner, hearing their story, or the vocation of a young religious or priest, that's even a better sign. Evidence of wonder and awe in our hearts is a key vital sign for a healthy Christian soul. Yet, if your soul is a bit short on wonder and awe, that may be a warning sign. It's a warning sign, but it's also an invitation to return to the Christian, to the Christian basics of prayer and confession. Some people tend to be a bit pessimistic by temperament. It's just part of who they are, their personality. That's different than the kind of worldly and sometimes diabolically encouraged cynicism and skepticism that actually puts out 
the Christian fire in our hearts. It douses it. The cynic only laughs at irony and sar sarcasm. The skeptic only smiles at the failings and falls of their neighbor. Yet, for a healthy Christian, life itself is a source of joy and satisfaction. Even with all of life's suffering, this life is still wonderful. It is still an awe-inspiring thing because it shows forth the unfathomable riches and wisdom and knowledge of God because from him and through him and for him are all things, as St. Paul put it. As he said, all things, not just some things. So today, whether our sense of wonder is unstable, unsure, or if it's robust and strong and passionate, Together, let's stir it up during this miracle of the Mass. And let us give God pleasure by enjoying the many gifts that he has blessed upon us. Amen?